Boy, howdy. I sure do have some things written down. Okay. You're going to love it. Here we are again. Welcome to another episode of the thing that of we're this doing. this podcast we're doing. Yep. And man, do we have a show for you. Oh, settle right in because here come the words. Do you, you know what's kind of fucked up? What's that? Wreaths. Wreaths? Wreaths. Like round leaf wreaths that you'd put on a door on the holidays? Do you think maybe there was a time where trees attacked people? And so the wreaths are the head on a stick equivalent in the, the tree world? Oh, like I'm going to... Mm, here's like, what we do to that's your right. kind. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you sure you want to enter this house? Right. Tree? Yeah. <laughs> see what happens to yeah branches of you exactly when you come this way it's not quite the same because you know they regenerate but you, i still imagine as a tree you're like you're still kind of pissed when you lose a, a branch yeah that's i mean debatable as to whether trees have feelings or not there was that um m night chameleon movie where he speculated that right i think nature was fighting back or something were there wreaths in that i think Cause that could have been a thing i don't know mark Wahlberg was battling nature or maybe he was helping nature at the end yeah i didn't i feel like i've heard about this movie enough times that i've seen it effectively i'm in the same boat like i'm okay so you also haven't i've never seen it (laughs) okay good great but but like you (laughs) so you know that movie that neither of us have seen yeah let's talk about it for another Uh five minutes some good source material that can inform our anyway in that movie's canon i believe nature has feelings or can do stuff back to people Mm -hmm. it seems reasonable (laughs) i like to anthropomorphize and yeah, anthropomorphize things so i'm willing to concede that trees are going to have thoughts and feelings and could feel pain everyone wants to, we that is such a strong impulse like if you draw a smiley face on something people will feel bad for it if you like hurt it or touch, yeah like yeah and and i want things to fulfill their potential too right hmm. like you spill some, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're making some coffee uh-huh. and you're filling up your grinds into the thing and you're about to like tamp it down or whatever. And like a few grinds spill onto the counter. Uh-huh. It's like that, that upsets you. I feel, yeah. Like I feel sorry oh. for you little, little guys. You're not going to, I'm just going to sweep you into the sink now. You're not going to, you're going to like brew with sewage yeah. as you go away from my house. Yeah. Do you think by the time the beans are ground into grounds, they're still concerned about their future or is it kind of... You don't think the ship has sailed on that one? Well, that's almost even worse because they got so close to fulfilling their potential. Yeah. And then it was, although, yeah, I don't know if that's an exciting, poten- like being ground up and drank by someone. Yeah. Is that exciting? Or right. is that? Maybe it's more of a fun adventure to go uh, in the trash and see what's in trash oh, land. See where that takes you. Yeah. Instead as... of going through a person. Yes. Uh-huh. I had some ideas. Okay. That I thought we should talk about. Yeah. Besides the fact that, you know, wreaths are a dick move in tree culture. Okay, so the theory here is that wreaths, the history of wreaths is one of, we need to ward off some trees. Yep. So we're going to send a pretty strong message as to... Theory is a strong word for it, but yeah, <laughs> here's, here's that is, that's what we're talking about. Speculation. All right, so I have an, I have an idea. Uh-huh. This is going to be like potentially a $1,000 idea. Mm. Um, all right, so you know those bathroom finder apps? Yeah. You're familiar. You're, you're in a city and you need to find a... Yeah, this is a problem in Boston in particular because uh-huh. for some reason their like root assumption is that people don't need bathrooms. Right. But so there's apps where it's like, oh, like that Starbucks over there has an untended bathroom. Right. It's unlocked, no code, no password. Mm-hmm. You can go in, it's clean. No, yes, exactly. Yeah. So let's build one of those, which we can do. Probably React Native, you know, is probably uh-huh. something we'll use. Yep. We know how to program things. Mm-hmm. Use code. And then actually, what'll happen is you'll go to the place where you think there's a bathroom. But what we'll have, we will have done is sold you 
as a lead to a timeshare company. <laughs> so you walk into the door, you're like, oh, hey, I'm here for the, and they're like, ha, sit down, <laughs> sit down, sign this clipboard, sit down. Uh-huh. I was thinking though, so that's, that I think alone, you know, that's good. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got to think that anything you can do to put people in a room with them, yeah. they're going to pay you to do. Yeah, exactly. Right. The right. Leads. They want like, leads. You know what they want is leads. You know what I got is leads. Leads. Through my bathroom app. Uh-huh. My React Native bathroom app. Also, it's the group of people you're putting in front of them are like, you're putting to them primed to agree to stuff yes. in exchange for using a bathroom. There is a sense of urgency. Right. Yeah. People are ready to buy. Oh, sure. The bathroom's right over here. I just need your name and email address. Yes. And I don't know, credit score. I, I need something on this piece of paper before you use this bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 smart. That is a thousand dollar idea, right? Yeah. Okay, and so now I have, I have a tweak on this uh-huh. that I think will be kind of awesome. It's a it's a riff, which is: Have you seen that prank where someone walks into a bathroom and then really quick a bunch of like stagehand helper people build a room around the door and at a table and yes, sit yes, like yes. ten people? And there's a meeting, so like they come there's back. A, they, what exactly. used to be a porta potty, and they're now in a boardroom. Exactly. Yeah. See, the only door you've come through leads you back out into what looks like a boardroom with people are having a meeting. Right. See that you might just do that, right? So like you let them, the, like the, the bathroom finder sends them to this place. Okay. They find the bathroom. It's a porta potty or no? It's, it's like a legit bathroom. Okay. It's, it's a like bathroom. it's just, but it's like a you know, there's only one way in and out of the right. bathroom. Right. And as soon as they go in, you set up your timeshare meeting with a bunch of other people sitting at the table. Uh-huh. And so they come out and they're like, uh, and they look behind them and they're like, I did come through this in a door, but now I'm in a meeting. Everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, go ahead and uh, why, don't right, you sit, why don't you sit down? And you're yeah. like, I I guess I have to sit down. Yeah, power suggestion, enough. Mm. And then you're sort Some of- Some people are going to leave, but a bunch are going to stick around. Not that many. No. I think you're sort of already on your way to like getting right. them to sign you something. You feel rude to just leave after R- having just used their bathroom. Kind of, you're kind of busted now. Uh-huh. And you're like, I. Uh, yeah, there's right. a, the social pressure would kind of. I think you'd be like, I have to buy something. Uh-huh. What's the cheapest thing I can buy here? Oh, damn! It's a ten thousand dollar a year timeshare. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I guess that's kind of what I got to do. You know, and that both of these ideas are going to save those timeshare people money because I think what they're doing now is they're like flying people places. Yeah, right. And then like once you're here. You got to sit in our meetings for a couple of days. You know, you can have some of your own fun, but like you got to sit in our thing for a while. So we're giving them warmly, right? Because we're going to screen out like the people who get there and immediately just like freak out, don't want to write their name on the clipboard, don't want to sit in the room, whatever. Right. We scrap them. Yep. You know? Yep. But the people that are left that did stick it out are <laughs> very suggestible. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think is what those timeshare people want. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's what any sales team mm-hmm. is probably into. You know the phrase putting all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and the suggestion typically is that you shouldn't put all of your eggs yep. in one basket i think that I is the you, phrase it includes you, that part yeah you want to uh use multiple baskets anyway point being i was thinking about the expression i think it's not that bad an idea specifically say you're on a farm okay and you have five or six chickens every day they lay eggs but it's not that many eggs and you can just put them all in one basket <laughs> and carry them back to your farmhouse. Yep. And use them. You got like, you have maybe a couple eggs a day, max. Let's say maybe, it's... I think it's probably one. Per chicken. Let's, yeah. let's say it's... Yeah. Let's say it's a dozen a day. Okay. Even okay. Then, even then. Even then. Yep. Like, in the course of a year, how many days are you going to trip and drop that basket and even lose any eggs? Yeah. I think the chance of you dropping four baskets... 
one of one of four baskets with three eggs each, yes. as opposed to one easy to handle basket with yeah. all twelve eggs in it, is actually higher. Moreover, like if you went to a grocery store and you bought a dozen eggs, and, <laughs> and when, you insisted on yeah, if it was like at Whole Foods where they're fancy and yeah. they put a rubber band or, or they check the eggs uh-huh. first of all, yeah, and when they find a broken egg, I just do you know what I do? I just like say, I don't care. I just don't care <laughs> enough good. to go I back and get more eggs. eggs. Yeah, exactly. Like right. that's just the cost of doing business with you, Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Thanks for offering though. Yeah. But so if at that point they check it, and they're like, okay, I'm gonna put a rubber band. I said, Ex- sorry, excuse me. I like following advice <laughs> passed down through sayings. Yeah. I need aphorisms. I- at least two baskets, but I might need four baskets. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just clear on what. I uh, definitely, definitely not one. They can't all be in one. That I know for sure. <laughs> Your discretion beyond that. Right. But I will not leave here with a basket full of eggs. If you put every egg in its own basket, then don't put all your eggs in their own basket is probably also a phrase that didn't catch on quite as much, but equally true. Equally bad idea to put every egg in its own individual basket. Too many baskets. Too many handles there. How do you even, you know, a dozen eggs, you only have 10 fingers, even with tiny baskets. No one thinks this is a progress. That's going to be hard. We've made no progress. You're going to be compelled to start to combine those really small baskets into larger bags, at which point you're right back to where you started. Here's an idea. This actually comes to us from a friend of the show, Joe Ferris. Oh, big friend. Yeah. Longtime friend of the show. Yep. Um, so here's the problem with air travel. Um, you're awake the whole time. Mm. If you could just go to sleep and wake up at your destination, it wouldn't really matter what happened to you on the way. Nope. If you don't remember it, it didn't happen. Right. You would be cargo. Right. So the reason you can't be cargo is because you'd be like, this is uncomfortable. Or like, it's totally dark. Right. <laughs> if you were awake. <laughs> if you cargo. were awake. Yeah. yeah. Neither of those things really matter if you have, say, been sedated uh-huh. at the start of the flight. Uh-huh. So I, I, see, I think this is the future of long haul flying is they sedate you at the beginning. Yep. And you just wake up in Hong Kong. You're, or wherever you're going. Yeah, you're packed into a people-sized box that's climate-controlled and, what you know, whatever. We keep yeah. it healthy for you. We're not going to totally. freeze you or anything. You're yeah. going to be, your asleep body is going to be very comfortable in there. Yep. And when you, uh, you know, you want to use something, um, sometimes you wake up from surgery or something, you're, you're sort of groggy, right? So we want to find something that is like as good as that sort of thing can be. Yeah. Right? So you don't want too much of a wake-up time on the yeah. other side. I think Joe's idea was to... So there, are, there actually already exists a human-sized box to put people in. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, there, now, look, you, the, the initial reaction is going to be a little negative, but so say you took a whole bunch of coffins. Uh-huh. I under, as I understand, there already are places to put coffins in planes. Yeah. I think. Yep. Probably There's less climate-controlled than the uh, yeah. live human coffins. Yeah, you got that cargo hold down below. So maybe, maybe we workshop the name a little bit, uh-huh. and we don't call it that. Nope. But, you know, that, that idea. Cause that's, so this is when it gets, A, pleasant, because you just go to sleep and wake up. Yeah, cheaper and, to fly. And, and B, cheaper, because you can cram a whole lot of coffins yeah. in a cargo hold. Right, they can pack them tighter. Vertically, like stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. You just got some holes poked in them with some air hoses You're going to get more people per plane space. Do people lose control of their uh, bodily functions when sedated mm, that's a good question maybe that's uh, why they have you fast maybe you do yeah i don't think you i don't know this could this is one for science 
Yeah, I mean, depending on the duration of your... Like, sure, eventually. If you're going to be on what is going to be a 16-hour flight, yeah. we're going to have to deal with that problem. Okay, so we need, like, maybe some catheters yeah. and some stuff. Which we'll, we'll dig into this a little bit more. Yeah. We won't call it the catheter sedation coffin, coffin flight. plane. We'll, we'll, the, uh, we'll, we'll keep yeah. that around a little but, bit. But the general premise of we want to pack more people per space, and we want to have what is currently a boring experience at best. At best, yeah. Right? Like, that is the best you can hope for is to be bored for however many hours you're on the thing. But more likely, you're also uncomfortable, both physically and socially, <laughs> uh, during that experience. Yeah. And the even with, you know, with the advent with, like, laptops and smart... We could, uh, this is going to turn to a podcast about airplane humor, which I feel like is... Yeah, what's uh, the, what is the deal with, <laughs> you know? The deal with peanuts. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been covered. But even with smartphones and laptops and whatnot, like, it's not... You're kind of tricking yourself into thinking you're getting work you know yeah that, that's not yeah you're not in any sort of uh you're not fooling me intellectual zone there. that's for sure i have on occasion used and i only do this on long like i was flying back from london to the u.s once and it was an overnight thing and i just like my time zones were screwed up enough that i i was like i would like to be asleep right now but cannot be asleep right yep. now for whatever reason mm -hmm. so i just started like writing ideas down in about like projects i wanted to work on or whatever in a notebook and then like didn't look at it and found it a couple months later and like came to that page and was like oh this is the page i had a bunch of good ideas on that london flight and i'm like reading it and i'm like i i don't know what uh no, I, have, I have no idea these are good ideas what any no like i don't know what they are oh but, really like yeah wow so, some of them i did remember and i was like mm, this isn't as good as i thought it was yeah. at 4 a.m after having been awake for an entire day do you know what i like about planes i like watching other people use excel <laughs> um, to do things that if they knew how to write any code or even really use Excel, uh -huh. well, yeah, they could have done in like one thousandth of the time. Right. Like, let me capitalize the first letter of nine hundred rows uh -huh. of like nine hundred cells that have like something in it. Yeah. Watching people not automate things on computers is yeah. interesting. The best th thing is, I saw this in like business class. So this was like, some, like at least theoretically, someone whose time was sort of valuable. Yes. And so it's, and, and just watching her like cut or like click here, click that. Hit the and thing. someone who for part of their day, they're literally being paid to use Excel to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was like business is happening here. Uh-huh. Yep. There's no yeah. friction in this system. No. <laughs> I like watching business happen on uh, planes and trains and you know, people in suits just making spreadsheets yeah. for stuff. People don't make do as many deals on planes as they did in my mind in the past. I would agree with that. If you're on your, if you got, if you got your phone and you got your whatever, then you're probably not talking to, you're not schmoozing. Yeah. There used to be some. I feel like there was, there was more schmoozing. Yeah. That's all right though. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of air travel, <laughs> yeah, let's stay on this. Uh, I saw in the news recently that at the time, President-elect, now President Donald Trump, mm -hmm. has a helicopter. It's like. His like a, a personal one. I think it might be red. Um, yeah, it's his private helicopter. And the way he owns it is like he owns 99% of an LLC that owns 99% of a different LLC, both of which are incorporated in Delaware. One of those LLCs owns all of a Scottish company that owns 99% of another Scottish company that owns the actual helicopter. Hmm. And like... All of this, is, and I didn't get into the weeds on this, but like there are different tax implications mm. to 
buying a helicopter outright versus leasing a helicopter. So like all of this is just to structure this in a way where it's like you're still buying a $20 million helicopter or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but the tax implication of having done that is lessened by you structuring all of this a certain way. And I think over the time he was doing this, like a law changed where it no longer was actually advantageous to have done it that way. And then Mm -hmm. they just, they were like, okay, we can just like wind all this down and whatever. Uh, But I want to do the same thing. Yep. I'm not surprised. But I'm going to buy a toy helicopter. (laughs) Like a... (laughs) 20 to $30 yep. helicopter that my Scottish corporation uh-huh. will own. And then that will be several layers of corporate ownership back before you can trace it back to me. Yeah. And that's sort of in line with like, there's a certain appeal to me to creating the appearance of hiding things mm-hmm. and offshoring stuff right. and sheltering stuff yes. around me. But like, even if you were to walk through all the details of that, you come back to like, there's a toy helicopter here. Why did he do all of this? So you really want to disappoint a fired up like reporter. Yes, yeah, like reporter. 15 years from now, I want like someone from the IRS and the Washington Post yep. to be like really digging through all this stuff and like, oh, what's this uh, 99999 Incorporated? <laughs> Why do mm-hmm. they own part of the Scottish company? What's Jankowski mm-hmm. got going on here? Mm-hmm. And then they get down to it. And they, because they wouldn't ever trust that conclusion. Mm. They would think like, no one would do this. Right. So clearly, this is all masking something that we just haven't found yet. Right. It can't just be this toy helicopter. I feel like no one would do this actually describes a lot of things that you want to do. Uh-huh. That's, uh-huh. that's, that's, that's kind of like that your genre almost. It, yes. It's right in my... Uh, it's on brand. It is. Mm-hmm. It's in your wheelhouse. My wheelhouse? It's, it's up your bailiwick. Uh-huh. It's, yep, top of my shelf. <laughs> yep. Coming down my chimney. That's right. Sweeping out my front door. You know how people are always asking how you're doing? Uh-huh. And then you're like, ah, I got to tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> and then I got to ask you how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show, Matt Sumner, uh, has an amazing response to this. Because I'm sometimes that guy. I'll be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. He goes, yeah. <laughs> That's his answer. Right. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. That's moving things to where they were going to go. Right. Pretty efficiently. Right. You know? Yep. You were about to just not exchange that much information with each other right. as a pleasantry. Yep. And he's just compressing it down. He's chucked that box with one word. He's like, right. We, he's like, I know what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. um, we're I've, acknowledging each other. Right. I've done this dance. Neither of us cares how the other is. I mean, we, you know. We do, but like, we. We do, but we're not going to exchange that information now. Were there. Yeah, but also, like, were there something that needed to be exchanged here? We trust mutually that you would be forthcoming with mm-hmm. whatever that. You know, if there was really a problem I could help you with or. Whatever it might be, you would just come out and tell me. Yeah. You don't really need me to ask. It's good. I like it. Like, hey, what's, what's going on with you? Yeah. 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 And then they're just kind of like, uh-huh. okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just that's finish a, a good move. getting some coffee. So have you ever heard that phrase, like someone's cranky mm-hmm. and you say something like, uh, who peed in your cereal or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with that? Uh-huh. That's like a, there's, there's a version of that that's floating around out there. I think we want to update that a little bit. So like, I think we should ask like, who CC'd your boss on an email about something <laughs> you haven't done yet, but that only it got asked for a day right. ago? Right. Bring bring the more bring um, to the modern world. Some of the old timey use of because who eats yeah who, who eats cereal is what I'm saying. Right. You know, it's like we got time for it's, cereal yeah, now. It's all uh, breakfast bars these days and, and kale. 
I got like a who put you on a group text with twelve other people. <laughs> uh huh. That's that's yeah. Uh huh. Right, right. Relatable. Hashtag relatable. Yes. Yeah. You didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Right. You woke up to thirty nine text messages between right. a bunch of people, some of whom you don't even know. You tweeted something and someone liked it, but they didn't retweet it. Right. It's right. just it's rude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you may as well just slap me in the face. Right. Right. I don't need your approval. Yeah. I'm trying to amplify my message here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who forgot to attach their budget? Oh, there you go. To your Yeah. Mm. Who failed to attach a thing to an to, email to, to you? Your email. Where you needed it the <laughs> thing. Yeah. That workshop a lot Who of Who made you print out a goddamn ticket for the bus when it could just be on your phone? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Right. There's a whole bunch we could do I could do this all day. Yeah. What else annoys you that we could turn into a joke? It's kind of what this is. This is a fill your own. This is a bring your own joke. <laughs> BYO. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your modern day, you know, who who asked your why? What what's your yeah. Who asked your why? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the intonation I'm going for here. Yeah, who who marked your Tweet right. tweet at us. Our Twitter account is uh C two forty five. At Twitter.com. Yeah, Twitter.com. <laughs> That's yeah. Our, our Twitter account is an email address. <laughs> it, has an, it has an outside in the middle, and it ends in twitter.com. Yeah, we don't and, really understand uh, technology. Make sure to. It's confusing. Sign that. This is something that we alluded to in real life, but I'm going to bring here uh, into the show's metaverse, mm. which is a new way to subscribe to podcasts. Finally, a secure way, but also a classier, more traditional analog way. Mm. You know, the Postal Service is struggling. Yeah. They're uh, underfunded and no one sends things anymore. Yep. But people love podcasts. They, oh. So. Sounds like uh, opportunity. But also, people are scared about sending delicate materials through the mail because they could be easily intercepted. Sure. Whereas on the internet, you have public key encryption that keeps things safe oh yeah so here's the idea yep to subscribe to this podcast you send us your public key on a three by five index card (laughs) include a self-address stamped envelope yes we will encrypt the podcast with your key Mm -hmm. onto a usb drive and mail that back to you so that you can experience the show as I'm saying this, it occurs to me that if we're doing it that way, no one's going to get this instruction. Get the instruction? Because like, how are they listening to the, yeah. this show? Well, we're going to start encrypting soon. I, or, mm. or rather, it's actually more like we're signing. Like ah. cryptographic signing. We're signing. So for you know that it's authenticity. So you know it's us. How do you know? How, how do you know that your feed is not being subtly influenced by a person in the middle attack? Right. M-I-T-M stands for. Right. Person po- in the po- Podcast in the... Mm-hmm. Person in the podcast. A, a, pit, put, a, a, a producer in the middle. Producer in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Tom right. has been tampering with this podcast. Uh-huh. For sure. Right. We, you just said, I'm going to say 23 to 24 really hilarious things right in a row. Uh-huh. So if people don't get that, it's probably been tampered with. Right. If you're listening to this and you, and and you, you are not... Didn't just hear... In pain... With laughter. With laughter right now. It's because this Your is, feed's been screwed up, and you should probably... You're not safe where you are. <laughs> your, your location's been compromised. Exactly. You should send us your key, 
and a self-addressed stamp. So then we would know where you are, which seems unsafe. There's some holes here, but encrypt your address. Uh, no, we still need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, give, it's give us a. Yeah. Oh, here's what we'll do. We will mail your signed encrypted uh, version of the podcast to a, an address in the blockchain of your specification. Yes. Then you go unchain that. Yeah, you go to the way, you go to you, it. Yep. And you un you put it on your blockchain key. it. Yep. You unblockchain it. You put it on your keybase. Yep. Then we tweet to verify that we saw you do that. Do if you know? Have you heard of virtue signaling? Are you familiar with this phrase? That sounds like a phrase I've heard. It's like a. Th- uh, uh, I'm gonna hand wave because I don't actually know. But here's what I think it means: is like people trying to say things about why they're good. Like they're like like here's a slightly masked version of "Hey, I'm a good person." Kind of like maybe like to like "Hey, I voted." Like the "I voted" sticker mm. is like virtue signaling. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I think probably yes. for this purpose, let's say that's what virtue signaling means. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, uh, I forgot where that was. Blockchain. Is, oh, is your point here going to be that a lot of the people using PGP don't actually have anything worth oh, hiding? Oh, it was Keybase. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. All those people tweeting about. I am. This is me on Keybase. Yeah. That's just virtue signaling. Uh-huh. They're not going to encrypt something. They're not going to decrypt a thing no. or in, encrypt a thing. And a that's lot just of like a, I'm a cool nerd. Yeah. Right. Look at you, this thing I jealous? made. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, math has been done this, this way. Prime this numbers. Particular prime numbers for me. I understand prime numbers. And um, frankly, a lot of them don't have anything worth protecting. <laughs> and, and that's, uh, yeah. You know. And that's why we don't need encryption. That's right. Uh, I got nothing to hide. Unless you got secrets. Mm-hmm. Or podcasts. This yeah. would be a good way to add some noise to the blockchain to help disguise other activities like our payments for um, leads for timeshares. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, right. You got a lot of uh, a lot of pod noise in there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be harder to You ever run a Tor node? I can't talk about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I certainly haven't either. No. But, you know, do you know what running a Tor node is? Virtue signaling. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. There was a, um, back in the early days of the internet, you could have IRC bots. And there was an element of that there of like, mm. part of what you were doing was setting it up and saying like, hey, I just, we've got this bot now. Yeah. And it's like, I, I really wanted a bot. All right. Like we can, we're still just going to talk to each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted, I remember being really into that, into that, that to me was like the peak of technology, technology stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Having those bots. Yeah, that was like, wow. I, I, I ran one like all locally on my Windows machine one mm-hmm. time. I was like, wow, I'm seeing a bot do things. I set that up. It's kind of magical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm your bot guy. I'm still into it. I mean, I guess I guess this is, yeah. Oh, I like automating things. Yeah. I was given three I voted stickers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there's th- that the whole point is that you can't, which there's a list and they check you off. Yeah. I think, does that? Was I involved in voter fraud? Like, without, I think you were. Uh-huh. It sounds like the you sticker were. count couldn't have matched the vote count, unless they shorted two other people. You could have. That means you could have like had three distinct outfits where you were getting full mm-hmm. virtue full signal. credit. Yep, that is not fair at all. Uh huh. What happened to one one vote one sticker or one one, <laughs> one one person one sticker one person one sticker? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought that legislation was still with us. Yeah. Huh. That's what gerrymandering means, right? Is when you get too many I voted stickers. Yes. Yes, okay. yep. named after the Mander Sticker Company. Um, <laughs> I am going to file a petition with my local election registrar. Okay, and see where that gets me. Okay, a petition. So, are you going to get signatures? A, a digital signature. <laughs> yeah. Can I sign it a bunch of times? Yeah, because that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, right? That'd be good, right? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I should get like ten people to sign it three times each. And right. And you're like, do you see what? The, do you see the problem? <laughs> <here>? <laughs> do you see what this can lead to? <laughs> do you see. 
You know how car alarms go off sometimes? Yeah. You hear that? Uh-huh. I live in the city. You know, yeah. there's, there's car alarms. Uh-huh. So the, the, the worldview of a person with a car alarm is like, I am concerned that my car will be stolen. Yeah. And in the event that the car, an attempt is made to steal my car, something needs to happen. Yeah. Dramatic action should be taken. Alert the world. Because if you alert the world, and, and then you expect the world to respond. Right. Right. It's like, like so that's implicit. Otherwise, why set an alarm off? Right. But I think everyone actually knows that the world will not respond. Right. So like, this is like crime signaling for cars. So here's what I think should happen. If you're going to get a car alarm after... 90 seconds, let's say, of the car alarm going, a small explosive charge goes off. <laughs> from within your car? Yep. Or from the outside of your car? From in the car. Maybe let's say, let's say you, you embed it in the driver's seat. Okay. Such that like a vertical, like firing shaped charge okay. goes off. Right. Because like everyone knows that the only person that gives a shit about your car alarm is you. Uh-huh. If you don't hear it, nothing is going to happen. Right. And so if you don't hear it in the first couple of minutes and turn it off yeah. because it's been set off falsely because it always is, right. then something should happen. And that something should be to to disable the ability disable, of the theft right. of your car. Maybe it, it actually goes to the engine or something. Maybe just just, just think, kills the car cannot be put in drive. Like, But I, I want an, a destructive thing yeah. because I think you should simultaneously, like if your position is my car is so important that yeah. if someone tries to steal it, it's an emergency that any stranger should respond to. You have no skin in the game, basically. Yes, what you're saying. exactly. And so you can just, I'll just let that thing just go uh-huh. for hours on the off chance that someone hears it and intervenes. Right. And so I want you to, I want you to put, yeah, have put your money we'll where you're... in the game so your car is good. Now, mm, yeah, could you just ding the person's bank account instead? Like, mm-hmm. we link it and you owe us 50 bucks if it's... You know, yeah, that does cut out the producer in the middle a little mm-hmm. bit. I kind of like that. But, I do like the drama. But the of thing the, is, the, explosion. The, the point is not the is not the. Yeah, you don't have to blow up the whole car. <laughs> this is just to to incapacitate a thief uh-huh. slash your car. Slash the car. Yep. If there's no thief, mm-hmm. something should be ruined. There's something there. Someone's yeah. day or car, and you, and it, that would also put pressure on the um, detection ability. Like I'm going to think exactly. There's going to be pressure to only set off legitimate alarms right so the difference between a dog bumped into your car versus a thief is actually stealing your car right you're not going to want your front seat to explode because a dog touched your car exactly and this 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 should be a pretty easy optimization right like no one can steal a car that they're not sitting in to date so far right without without you know with today's technology sure soon sure you'll be able to just hack a car and Mm -hmm. drive it away yeah that's gonna be awesome i can't wait till that happens the first time right that's probably pretty soon yeah it's like Where's your car? It's like, well, it's, uh, let's, let's review the video footage. It's on the, and your car just turns on and drives away. Drives like, well, away. that's... Yeah. Hmm. It's on the blockchain now. So in the beginning of the 20th century, which by the way, <laughs> that's the 1900s. Can we get... Isn't that... We should fix that. Yes, right. Because it's like... Let's have a leap century. When you're in like sixth grade, you learn that it's off and you like learn that, okay, when I say the number, I need yes. to subtract one to get to the whatever hundreds right. of the thing. Someone just, we should like, let's, okay, let's like technically, yeah, you're right. right. But honestly, stop being an asshole. Let's just, let's, let's fix this. Or, or let's leave that, but let's find a new word that's not century. Oh, okay. That just, it's like when you're in the 19th, 19, that means yeah. the 1900s. Yeah. You know? I think hundreds might be the word. <laughs> We could just stop saying century. Yeah. Say, instead of saying the 20th century, we could all say the 1900s. Yeah, that might be one. Okay, okay, so to reset this, at the beginning of the 1900s, the big pollution problem in cities 
were like human waste. There mm-hmm. wasn't good plumbing, wasn't mm-hmm. good sanitation. Mm-hmm. Horses were everywhere. Cars weren't really around yet, right? So there's like horse crap literally all over cities. Big mess. Everything's dirty. People are getting sick. It's not good. Hmm. And like now you just kind of take for granted that like there aren't horses everywhere, but also like it's pretty clean like, like compared to a hundred years ago. Right. And mm-hmm. and I've, I read an article once that made that observation that like the most jarring difference to, uh, I mean, other than like modern shit moving around that like that would be one of the most jarring things to someone who was brought forward a hundred years. It would be the lack of shit everywhere. Would, yeah. It would be like, why is everything so clean here? Like there's, huh. you know, you have like excellent sanitation and your horses aren't, pooping all over the place yeah this is impressive then they'd see like the cars and skyscrapers and stuff and that would blow their minds too i'm sure yeah uh but what i was thinking was what is our city's version today of like what 100 years from now is gonna right. seem like what was their thing and what i think it is to connect to the car arm thing i think it's noise pollution hmm. i think we're gonna find quieter ways to do stuff hmm. and in 100 years we're gonna be like what and some of the things I thought of were that cars, this could, I don't know how this would work with car alarms, but I was thinking with like, part of street noise is just cars running because they have gas-powered engines and that's loud. So we go electric there, we get rid of that noise. Yep. Another problem is cars honking at each other. Mm-hmm. We definitely need to kill honking because similar to car alarms, like that's not, do, like it's- well, the, uh, Yeah, I think horn, like honking will kind of just go away. Because with self-driving cars, they can Wi-Fi each other. Yeah. And yeah. you don't need to tell another driver what's happening via a honk. Right. You're telling them via Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Bluetooth blockchain. Radiation. Yeah. Um, you got church bells. Maybe those will stick around. <laughs> I guess we still. What do church bells tell you? That church is happening? The time? The time. Hmm. They tell you the time, but like we all have watches and phones. Yeah. But we all have watches even when they built all those churches. So maybe people just like that. They might just be a Maybe thing. it's a tradition we're going to keep. Yeah. I guess that's not bad. It's only a couple times a day. How many exactly? Well, it depends on what uh, church. Does every church do? No, probably not. It's only not like only a, the ones with bells. Right. <laughs> that should be a thing. If you've got bells in your church, you got to ring them manually. Uh-huh. You can't automate that. No more automating that. Like if you want the tradition of the sound being made. That's fine. you got to keep the tradition of there's a guy pulling a really long rope. Yep. Too. You gotta or like it. a series of ropes for a fancy. Right. If you want a fancy one. Pulleys and a guy. And he's got to be wearing a robe. and Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about was jackhammering noises. Yeah. Like the best I can think of there is we got really tiny robots and they're just like making polite little scraping noise. Like there's like they're okay. There's they're still boring a hole into the street or maybe we fix that problem. and We don't need to go into the streets as much. Yeah. That seems yeah. like a good idea. Sure. But that they would find a more gentle, quiet way to maybe it even be faster than the jackhammering, but it would be more delicate and more quiet than the jackhammer. If you had nanorobots with little nano knives yep. to slice apart the atoms. Yeah. That's just Yeah. Yeah, you're I mean you're quiet by definition. Yeah. You're cutting away 10, 20 atoms at a time. Right. No, that's that's not loud. You don't even hear that. Yeah. Even a mouse not going to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a mouse last night. Mm. In my apartment. Yeah. I sit on my couch. Mouse comes over is like, "What's up?" Is that a frequent occurrence? Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I live in Beacon Hill. It's got a lot of stuff and people and food and stuff. And so you have a roommate, right? Yep. Do you have like jobs when a mouse shows up, or is (laughs) it like no? Okay. I think he bought a trap at one point and didn't work, and that was the end of that. 
because that so I, when I lived in New York, I lived with three other guys on the Upper East Side, and we had the same like it was just old building neighborhood was filled with like pizza, and so like we lived there for two years. We probably had like ten mice over that time. Mm-hmm. By time like three or four, we had there was like a system. So like we'd see it in the living room. One guy's job was to run down the hallway, close all the bedroom door. Like just we want to create as small a space as possible uh-huh. to get the mouse. Someone else was on trap, but, but more like. <laughs> go find something we might be able to put a mouse in uh-huh. and just like have that. Yeah. And then someone would usually just like be scared and jump on a table. And then the fourth person would go look for a broom or something that we could like use to manipulate the mouse. Yeah. And um, none of this ever worked. Like we never successfully apprehended a mouse. Despite u- your using that approach. Yeah. Division um, of labor. But we kept doing it. A mouse ran over my bare foot. Oh, that's Once, unacceptable. Which is not cool. Felt unclean, but I guess I'm fine. I'm surprised at how jarring a small thing darting at foot level, like uh-huh. across or whatever, yeah. is. It hits you on some like it does. Yes, lizard a, level. Yes, where like, it's like whoa. Right. Like it's, it's like intense. part of my brain is not okay for sure with what's happening. Right and as here. soon as I realize what's happened, it's like oh okay. But there's that moment of like max adrenaline. Right. For a second, where it's like danger, danger. Right. I need to drop everything else I'm doing yep. and realize something is scurrying. Wh- right? What is the thing here? That's funny, right? Mm-hmm. A mouse weighs like an ounce. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, as I so I sat still to watch the mouse. I was like, "That's a tiny creature. It's a really little guy, and it's honestly pretty cute." Even if motivated, I don't think it could hurt you. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I think you're going to win if it that battle. a prey creature. Right? Uh, yeah. It's yeah, adorable, honestly. Uh-huh. But when it moves fast, yeah. and unexpectedly, it is not okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not cool with that. No, not what you want to see. Yeah, we need I've, a mouse wreath. Maybe. Oh, to keep them out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to look weird for the neighbors. Well, you don't put a mouse wreath on your door. Oh. Because mice, they don't come through the door. Yeah. yeah. Put a circle of dead mice around all the building spots where a mouse might come in. That's right. They'll <laughs> get the message. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or it might attract um, bigger. That's true. <laughs> oh, that'd be ironic. Yeah. yeah. What eat? Yeah. Something's going to eat dead mice. Something's going to eat dead mice. You probably want the mice way more than whatever eats dead mice. Yep. You know? Because yep. now we're talking like carnivore. Stray cats. Mice just eat my leftover or whatever. Possums. Possums? Hmm, sure. C- city city possums. <laughs> um, rats. Yeah. Minks. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of minks anymore. No. We're going to have to cover that in the next uh, future episode, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You ready for the lightning round? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Lightning round. Hot beats or cool jams? Is that, do I decide? Is that you gotta it? pick one, yeah. Um, hot beats. Okay. Killing it or crushing it? Oh. K- killing it. Killing it, okay. Getting after it or stepping it up? <laughs> getting after it. Jocko would, would not oh, forgive. Getting after it, okay. Letting it ride or locking it down? Locking it down. All right. Yeah. Old Spice or Posh Spice? Old Spice. Beastie Boys or The Beach Boys? Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Torque or horsepower? Torque. Torque. Okay. Yeah. Ice baths or hot tubs? Hmm. <laughs> hot tubs. Okay. That was a good lightning round. Yeah. Excellent lightning round. Yeah. This has been the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for your public keys. <laughs> <laughs>